Our thanks to our patrons, Mike Schill, Jenna Smith, Dan Hedrick, Carl Jackson, Richard Goode, Daniel Ammons, Sarah Rogers, Troy Llewellyn, Christine Gerber, Jay Hanna, Lori Schwartz, Jim Collison, and the Great Plains Black History Museum, open by appointment Thursday through Saturday from 1 to 5. The North Omaha History Podcast is a volunteer effort, but you can help us meet expenses by becoming a patron for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash Omaha. Welcome to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Each week, Adam takes you on a guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past. When Omaha was founded, Carter Lake didn't even exist. But after a big flood, it became a playground for the people with amusement parks, resorts, a public beach, an airport, and a lot more. So Adam's here with the history of Carter Lake. This story begins with the image of a sidewheel steamer chugging up the Missouri River. The year is 1854, and way up north, there's a little town called Florence, a little city called Florence. It's just getting its legs, and the steamer goes up to Florence and drops some folks off, and then it comes back down the river. And as it comes down the river, it has to go around a big elbow in the river. Literally, hold your elbow up, and that's how sharp it was. And this elbow went up north, and then there was another elbow that was called the Saratoga Bend. And the Saratoga Bend turned... And then that steamer went south to Omaha City. In Omaha City, it might have dropped off a load of something or picked up a load of something else or brought some people or dropped off some people. But that steamer would keep going on from there and it would head down to Kansas City. Well, St. Joe, Kansas City, all the way to St. Louis, maybe even some points beyond. That steamer ran up and down that river over and over. And one day, a man showed up from New York State. We've talked about him before. His name was Eurastus Beetle. And Beetle saw this elbow called the Saratoga Bend, and he said, "Why, golly, I'm going to build a town right here. He got investors, and he built a town, the town of Saratoga at 24th and Ames. Well, Beetle's town didn't last too long, formally anyway, but it built up. There was a dock. There were warehouses. There was all kinds of things happening, and uh, it was a busy place right there on the river. Beetle had two places going, one up at 24th and Ames, the other one down at Saratoga Bend. He called that second place on Saratoga Bend Sulphur Springs. And in Sulphur Springs, he had a logging mill. He had a few stores. He had a hotel. And there was a big dream to build up a lot more when he put in a steamboat landing right there for those steamboats to stop at. Well, only one steamboat ever reportedly stopped there. But the Sulphur Springs themselves kept flowing. They burst out of the cliffs by North 24th Street. And they stayed popular for another 75 years after. That Saratoga Bend, though, it changed pretty dramatically, Steve. It was only in 1877, just over 20 years after Saratoga was formed, that that elbow called Saratoga Bend stopped being part of the Missouri River entirely. That's right. It just quit. There were huge floods that came down the Missouri River that year. And these floods washed along. Nebraska knows its floods. Why that one that we had just the other year that washed over the airport and all kinds of areas down there begins to give you a hint at the power But in 1877, there were no dams on the river. There was no Army Corps of Engineers trying to fix the flow and make it work. Instead, it just ran wild. 
And when this river ran wild, it whipped away from the Saratoga Bend and cut off that entire section and left a big lake right there. That big lake was shaped about like an oxbow, about like an elbow. You know, an oxbow. It was the big wooden thing that went over the shoulders of the ox that let them carry wagons behind them. Well, that oxbow lake stood there. It stood there for another couple of years. Almost right away, there was a big legal battle between the state of Nebraska and the state of Iowa because each side wanted the land of East Omaha. East Omaha had already been formed by 1877, but it was located over where we think of as south of the airport today, in between the airport and the river. This was a little town. It was a scruffy little town. It wasn't a legal town. It was just kind of sitting there with all kinds of houses laid out on rough roads and pretty informal. For a while, each side wanted East Omaha. Then each side dis disparaged it, and they called it terrible. That went back and forth until 1912. But in the meantime, people wanted to hang out at this Oxbow Lake. They started calling it Cutoff Lake because it was cut off from the river. They had sailboats. They had cabins. They had all kinds of things that they were putting up there at Cutoff Lake. Omahans needed things to do, man. They wanted to hang out. They wanted to play and have fun. And in 1877, there just wasn't a lot going on. So they went down to that lake. They cut down the brackets. They cut down the stink grass. They built up these cabins. They put in boardwalks. Around 1890, the population of Omaha started to boom. There was a little recession that decade, but it grew from 1890 to 1900. It went from 30,000 people to 140,000 people in Omaha. So you could see it was bursting. There were just a couple of few public parks. There was a lot of gambling and prostitution in Omaha, but there weren't things for families to do or parents to do or children to do that were safe and healthy in good times. Well, they started calling Cutoff Lake, Lake Nakoma. Nakoma, N-A-K-O-M-A. And Lake Nakoma was a place... That some entrepreneurs saw that they could make a few bucks from people having a good time. So they started renting boats out. And there was swimming down at Lake Nakoma. They called it bathing back then. And there were hunting. There was hunting that happened down there because there were lots of ducks and otters and whatnot. The criminal element moved in. And uh, they built brothels and bars down by the lake. They had salon saloons and gambling houses. It was a bit of a no man's land for a while. I'll tell you what, Steve, it boomed. Carter Lake went from being this kind of little dirty hole in the ground towards becoming a fancy lake. All the way back in 1853 when Edmund Jeffries claimed the land, but he also claimed the lake. There was another guy, though, who became synonymous with that lake. He started a uh, white sulfur paint company down by the lake that was he named after himself. He was an industrialist, this guy, who uh, had a little bit of money of his own, and he put up this whole entire factory. When he died, his wife took his money, and her new husband took his money, and they donated a bunch of it to the city of Omaha. And they said, if you take this donation, you have to name a park around that lake for my husband. So Lake Nakoma changed its name for the last time, and it became known as Carter Lake. It was named after Levi Carter, who's... Carter Lead Paint Factory was down there for several years, decades. Not only was there Carter Lake, but there was also the Levi Carter Park. 
And then there was the Carter Lake Shore Drive and the city of Carter Lake and then the Carter Lake Club, the Carter Lake Elementary School, the Carter Lake Improvement Club and the Carter Lake Ball Fields, all named after Levi Carter or his lake. So a lot of things were happening down there. It was a busy place. Cabins were built all along the edge of Carter Lake. First, they were built on the northeast corner of the lake. It's hard to imagine this today because there's no sign of them ever having been there. But so many cabins were built there that the area was eventually called Cottage City. It was named after the cottages because it was such a cool place to go and hang out. And Cottage City had dozens of cabins. If you want to read more about it, look it up on NorthOmahaHistory.com. But Cottage City wasn't the only one because right across the way, some entrepreneurs bought a bunch of land and they opened up their own club. That club became called Carter Lake Club. It had other names. It was the Cortland Beach for a little while. It had an amusement park that was built there. The first Ferris wheel in Omaha. The first scenic railroad. They called it back then. Today we call it a roller coaster. Maybe the first merry-go-round. The big mechanical kind with music and up and down horses. All kinds of things were happening right there at Cortland Beach. There was a gigantic dance hall built where they had a restaurant and people came down to recreate and have a good time. They'd drink their mint juleps out on the porch, getting the mosquitoes and smacking them with the fly swatter. Or they'd sit inside and just bask with the sun or dance away the night doing the jitterbug and other things that they did back in those olden days. Steve, it's hard for us to imagine now, but there was no recorded music when they opened up Cortland Beach. Instead, everything was a live band performing. And it was a heck of a place. Fun seekers from the near north side, Florence, Benson, and Gifford Park came on down, and they had a great time. People came from downtown Omaha, from the Gold Coast, and all over. They eventually built a school, the Cortland Beach School. They had churches down there. And the Carter Lake Club eventually turned into a regular residential area. It was eventually sold and became the Rod and Gun Club. Right there on the edges of the lake. There was a beach that was opened up there on the Carter Lake side that we know of it today, the south side of Carter Lake. And beautiful postcards from the 19, from the 1890s all the way through the 1920s came rolling out. And you can find those across the internet or on NorthOmahaHistory.com where I have a collection of them in my article about the history of Carter Lake. Dance halls and good times all over the place. A couple different amusement parks opened up down at Cortland Beach, down at Carter Lake. One amusement park was called the Lakeview Park. They had their own Jack Rabbit Coaster, which was another early roller coaster. Later on, 50 years later, there was another amusement park that was opened up at Carter Lake that was called Kitty Land. And Kitty Land had its own roller coaster and entertainment boat and all kinds of good times. There was a dance hall. There was a concert space. There were bowling alleys all along the lake. There were also ice houses built at the lake to harvest all of the product that that lake could bring out. People recreationally fished there since the day that lake started in the 1870s. And still today, they fish recreationally. The state stocks it with new fish all the time and it's a heck of a place there were race tracks that were built down there eventually cottage city was closed and the houses that were in cottage city were put on skids and dragged across carter lake during the winter time on the ice that's right steve those cabins became mobile and they went from cottage city over to the carter lake club where some of them might still sit today it's hard to know. We don't really have a key on it because the dates changed so much and the ownership of those properties changed a lot. Regardless, though, the racetracks that were built down there had uh, famous racers like Eddie Rickenbacker, a 
powerful figure in Omaha history and a whole bunch of other folks involved that, at the Carter Lake Race Club. So many other things happened. There were railroads that came and went. The streetcar came into down Locust and all the way to the beach. On the Omaha side in the Levi Carter Park, there was a municipal beach opened in the 1890s that was rebuilt in the 1910s and then rebuilt again by the Works Progress Administration in the 1930s. Steve, there was a Works Progress Administration camp. Remember the Civilian Community Corps, they called it, the CCC. It was an emergency labor program started by the U.S. federal government. They had a camp right there at Carter Lake, and they built these bathhouses that still stand today. You can go see them right now in Levi Carter Park. Almost 100 years old, they were just renovated by the city of Omaha a couple of years ago, and they are cool. That's actually where Kitty Land was for a while, for a decade. Now, a lot of people know that there were some shady things that happened down around Carter Lake, whether it's a Chez Paris or other clubs that were down there. They had dancing and great bands, but they also had a lot of gambling and some prostitution and other shady things that happened. But it was a heck of a place. Young people grew up there. Families had great times. And then it began to morph. By the 1940s and 50s, attention to Carter Lake changed. uh, And people by the 1960s were using it for different purposes. In the 1970s, a gigantic North Omaha reunion filled with African-Americans and other folks was started down there. And that went on for a long time. It was called the Soul Picnic. It was a gigantic picnic that included bands and music and hundreds of people and was a great time for decades. There were different activities that happened at the lake all throughout the 70s and in the 80s. The Kitty Land closed by 1964, and uh, the park just changed and changed. It was used for lots of fishing all through the 70s and 80s. There were big boat races that were held down on Carter Lake. Uh, In the 70s and 80s, 60s, 70s and 80s, all the way into the early 90s, there was a rowing club. The Omaha Rowing Club was down there for a long time and then opened up recently in a beautiful new boathouse that's down there. So lots of activity in Carter Lake. One of the biggest marks that the lake had still exists today, but it's not identified with the Carter Lake anymore. You see, that original donation of land by Levi Carter's wife after he died, her name was Selena Carter Cornish. And she not only donated the land that became the Levi Carter Park, but she also donated the land that eventually became what we know today as the Epley Airfield. Epley Airfield was originally the American Legion Airport, and before that was just a rough field where flyers were landing and taking off from all the time for their own entertainment value. Selena Carter saw that land for sale. She bought it to expand the park, but the city repurposed it in the 1920s. Around 1926, they opened the American Legion Airport. Anyway, you can read a history of the Epley Airfield right there on NorthOmahaHistory.com if you want to know more about that. There's also articles on Kitty Land and Cortland Beach, the Rod and Gun Club, and other features in that area, including the Carter Lake Racetrack, the truck farms that were down in East Omaha. So many different things have come and gone. The good news is that the city of Omaha and the Omaha Parks and Recreation Department is paying attention to the area again. In in addition to investing in the bathhouses, they also have redeveloped a lot of the lake and brought it back up to a nice standard for people to enjoy. Things have happened down in the Carter Lake region since its heydays kind of came to an end around 1950s and 60s. 
there was major flooding that happened in the lake in the 80s and 90s and thousands that have caused a lot of damage. The old elements of the Carter Lake Club that existed in the town of Carter Lake have all gone away now, and there's barely any recognition uh, for what the lake has was aside from people's memories. You can find the Wavecrest Park that was platted in 1914 as an addition with dozens of homes down in Carter Lake. You can find Neptune Park that was part of a amusement park that didn't quite work. You can find the site of the Carter Lake Racetrack, the, Co- the Cortland School, Shea Paris, the Carter Lake Improvement Club, and so many different things that are still there as vestiges. I have a tour, a historic tour of Carter Lake that you could take that's right there on NorthOmahaHistory.com if you want more information. And then, of course, I've included a lot of this in North Omaha History, my books, North Omaha History Volumes 1, 2, and 3 that are all available on Amazon.com. So if you want more, you can always check out the early history of the town of Carter Lake that Steve and I recorded with the Omaha History, North Omaha History podcast. And uh, you can find a lot of information all over the Internet because Carter Lake's a fascinating natural element in Nebraska and Iowa that still stands today as a great tribute to the history that it once had. And that's a little bit about the history of Carter Lake. Thanks for listening to the North Omaha History Podcast with noted author and historian Adam Fletcher Sassy. Join us next week as Adam takes you on another guided tour through Omaha's dynamic past.